What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. This is Resistance in Residence, where we profile artists using their gifts to change the world. This week's feature is a whole fam fam of artists. Um, I'm very, very close loved ones of mine. We are joined by Tommy Shepard or Big Tommy. What's happening, hey, Big Tommy? What's good? We, uh, uh, Anna Maria Loera, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Kat. Thank you for having us. And their child, who is affectionately known to those of us who love and adore him as Little Tommy. What's happening, Little Tommy? Hi. Now, among y'all, we got actors, beatboxers, rappers, poets, writers, directors, playwrights, the whole uh, gamut of artistic expression with y'all. So I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves, uh, say your name again for the folks, uh, your craft or crafts and your group, organization, et cetera, affiliation. So little Tommy, I'm going to start with you. Hi, my name is Tommy. Um, I play the saxophone uh, and I'm a lyricist. Big Tommy. Big Tommy, a.k.a. MC Sola T. Um, I go by he, him, they. And I'm with Alphabet Rockers. I'm a writer, rapper, poet, uh, author, uh, and just all around uh, interdisciplinary artist. And the one and only Ana Maria Lueta. Uh, thank you, Kat. Ana Maria Lueta, she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a theater artist and actress, director. I write a little bit, mostly a mom. And um, I'm the director of artist leadership at the Center for Cultural Power. And Anna, I want to start with you, and and I'm gonna um, ask you the same question, Big Tommy. Uh, talk to us about Little Anna, and specifically where and how you grew up, what your family was like, and when did you discover the world of art? Oh, well, I grew up in um, Arizona. Um, Phoenix and Tucson, and um, I'm third generation Chicana. Um, I have to say that my family, you know, they they're not artists. They're um, educators, business folks, all of that. And um, I think I found theater when I was I I must have been in middle school or in high school, and and it became the love of my life one of the loves of my life when I was young because I felt so different than other um, young people. And I found that theater was a way to express um, so much of who I am in the world where um, being Mexican in in Arizona um, was a bit of othering. And um, yeah, I found my community in theater. Big Tommy, how about you? Nice. Um, so at around six six years old, I was started beatboxing and doing things, playing drums, playing the pots and pans in the house. Uh, and uh, my father got me an accordion. I grew up in uh, like the L.A. area, San Gabriel Valley until I was 12. And then I moved to Louisiana, the other L.A. And all that time I had been a musician. My first instrument was an accordion. I used to tumble and stuff on my own. And I got into acting after high school and I became a musician, uh, a legit musician when I was 20. Uh, I got hired to beatbox and uh, I basically was getting paid to do that for theater. 
Uh, I was getting paid to do that commissioning for different pieces, commercials and things. And um, yeah, my none of my family were, were artists as well. I, I found out there was a couple of things in my family, a couple of artists in my family, but I never really knew who they were uh, until now. And I just has always been into entertaining. I was a B-boy until my early 30s. Um, and yeah, drummer in a live band, a rapper and a singer. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, happy I'm still doing it to this day. And how did you two meet? I mean, you're like, you, you like one of the Bay's favorite couples. Where, where did you all meet and how long have <laughs> you been together? <laughs> yeah, we met in around 98, 99, something like that, Anna. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, we were uh, in a theater company called Red Ladder in San Jose. And uh, we started off just, uh, we met each other as actors. Uh, we used to commute together a lot to go to San Jose early mornings and uh yeah we just got to know each other over a year or two and then we just started dating and it was a done deal uh from then on you know little tommy i'm gonna uh turn this back to you what was it like growing up in a house full of creators with these two people um it was pretty dope because like I, i don't really like to admit it for some reason but um i actually look up to my dad a lot and uh I always try to be better than him. It's kind of a competition there. So, and I always just try to like compare, like, and see what my music can be with his and all his stuff like that. And then uh, my mom, she's just uh, like super smart and like she super talks to me like a lot about um, not really like with music and stuff like that, but like understanding and like her views on how she sees the world and like morals and stuff like that and gets me in check a lot of the time so yeah (laughs) little Tommy, if you were going to describe to the people how your mother does see the world how would you describe that um i would say like a lot like like a revolutionary kind of i feel like like she um like and when she wants something she like really like says it clearly like it has to be that way kind of so yeah that sounds like your mama. Um, big Tommy, little Tommy, talk to me a little bit about Alphabet Rockers. Nice. Okay, Alphabet Rockers started in 2007. Uh, we used to basically tell, uh, do lessons on like colors and numbers and letters and shapes and things like that. And around 2015, we started really getting into more social issues. It it went to the playground and it wasn't about being kind anymore. It was about bullying and it was about racial tensions and uh, and biases and all of that. And it kind of was born out of some of Tommy's experiences, which maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let him talk about about when he started with us. Yeah, I think um, like we're just like came up with that is just like um like being in YGB a lot too like seeing the things that are happening at my school and then talking with them with with the group YGB Young Gifted and Black and kind of like them saying the truth that schools weren't really teaching me and like me being like young like that being confused why like things people are being racist or things like that why I'm having trouble in school with other kids and they weren't teaching me or telling me things 
like in school. So I had to have my parents and like the people, my community around me kind of tell me like the, the way around it kind of, and like how to deal with it. And Alphabet Rockers has been nominated, what, three times? Three Grammy nominations? Is that right? Four. Four. Excuse <laughs> We're me. We're currently in our fourth. <laughs> We're currently in our fourth uh, Grammy nomination, which we'll see what happens uh, in February. All right. Well, four times a charm. Uh, I know the Bay roots yeah. for you hard every time uh, this comes up. Little Tommy, what's it like going to the Grammys? I ain't never been. Um, It was super dope. Um, the show was obviously super dope. It was great to see like the stuff and the people performing and also just, um, just like the, like, there's like a type of like, we did like parties out there. Like we did a party one time and like my whole family was there. It was pretty dope. So yeah. (laughs) Anna, I want to turn to you and I would like you to talk a little bit about, the ways in which you believe art should contribute to social movements and how has that played out for you in your career? Well, I think um, initially when I first started um, doing work, I'm, I was, I'm a longtime youth worker. Um, now I work with adult artists, but um, there were um, practices within youth work that resemble art right? The mindsets in youth work and the the mindsets in art um, as artists, our mindsets of emergence and growing imagination and also um, and creativity, they all kind of collide together, right? And so um, when we think about um, the world we want, like a place of belonging, not yes, just for young people, but for all of us. Like, what is our future building? Um, for me, art, because art is a practice, right? We, you know, when me and you are in the theater, we rehearse for a period of time, practicing, discovering all of those things. And um, I think that for me, bringing in the social movements in that it's like why do you why do we do what we do why um um who do we make our art for um and if we want that future building we also have to be involved with all of those practices big tommy i'm gonna throw that same question to you mm. yeah i've always felt like music is a universal healer um And when I met the co-founder of Alphabet Rockers, Caitlin McGaw, we both kind of had those same ideals as well, uh, that that education doesn't necessarily have to be the standards. We can be we can be learning about the world, uh, especially since that's not what is going on in schools. Uh, You know, they they strictly want to deal with, you know, like I said, the standards, the numbers, the math, the earth, you know, the, the English, the, all, all of the standards. And, and we, we thought we could bring it a little bit further than that. Um, I've always been the kind of person that was always writing about some type of, uh, some type of thing that was going on in the world that, that I wasn't with. I was always like making music in protest of a lot of things, uh, 
even before I was an alphabet rocker. And so it, it really became a, a, a staple of mine. Like people are like, yeah, that's that dude who, you know, who's always talking about something. <laughs> uh, and that's just the, the way it's always been. I feel like it's really important that people uh, really voice their opinions and what better way to do it through art, through music, through any medium that, that you choose, but I chose music and so far it's been really good. It's been uh, very beneficial to my music career because, you know, when I was doing, I would say, I would say like social justice, hip hop in the, in the, in the real world, in the adult world, it didn't really play out very well. Um, and then I started noticing that, like, man, I should start speaking up for people and you and, and really amplifying other people's voices. I feel like music is important in, or is a vehicle in that way where voices can be heard that never get to be heard. And so that's really what we've been uh, sitting on this whole time is just the the uh, the voices of the community. Well, tell me, you, you play the saxophone. Do you write your own music? Um, I want to start to write my own music, but I haven't really started to write my own music. Um, I usually um, play with my friends in a group, and uh, my friend MJ, he usually uh, composes most of the music that we play. Mm. And do you see yourself... MJ happens to be John Santos' dad. I mean, son. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, All right. We know that family. Yeah. We know that family. The uh, yeah. My daughter rocks with, with, with their daughter. So... Um, do you see yourself, little Tommy, becoming uh, a full-time artist? Is that the path you're going to walk also? Yeah, um, I feel like, yeah, I, I want to become a, a musician uh, when I get older. Maybe not specifically saxophone, but I want to be a rapper and a lyricist. And just, yeah, kind, kind of what my dad does. But I, I want to reach more people and, and kind of... <laughs> <laughs> be hired like you know like I want to reach more people like so that they can see like what we're really trying to speak about and and what are your thoughts um in, in terms of the role that art should play in in building the kind of world you want to live in um I, I feel like art is like it's like something that a lot of people can connect with and everybody can connect with it and like I feel like it's something that ties in really great with social justice and things like that because lessons that I learn inside of art and with my saxophone correlate with that completely. And I feel like that's beautiful the way that those two connect. Hey, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that on this particular album that we're nominated for, for the Grammy, it's called The Movement. And, um, all of our young stars, including Tommy, were charged with writing their own songs. And so he did write lyrics uh, okay. for his song. And the music was produced by Dame Drummer, uh, who really kind of mentored Tommy as well, a little, a little. And so, yeah, they all wrote their own pieces and they actually uh, were like the directors of that too, you know? So they were the ones saying, we want you to sing this back up here. This is what I'm gonna say here. We're trying to do this. And they were connecting with the engineers and like all of that stuff. We had them kind of project manage their own songs. And that, we're really proud of them for that. 
Nice. All right. Well, a little timey, I'm giving you a heads up now in a couple of minutes. I'm going to ask you to spit a little bit of something. So you start thinking about uh, what you what you want to uh, share with the people. Big Tommy, I mean, Anna, ta- Anna talked a little bit about, you know, um, her practice and, and, and process as an artist. When you were starting to work on a new piece, what's your creative process like? Uh, I usually I usually uh, start off with a question. A uh, question that that would I would like to answer, uh, and never really am seeking the answer for that question. But in the actual research and the getting to know and asking people questions on their opinions about how they feel about these things and all of that stuff, that's where kind of the material gets generated. And so I really do uh, a lot of research based on something. I don't know. You know me. Like when I have, you know, I always have a a provocative t-shirt on and things like that, uh, that's saying something. And so I'm always thinking about, you know, saying something and, but I'm not just saying something to say something. I'm saying something because people around me are, are really need that type of, uh, healing. And so that I, I go, I go from there and then I just listen. Uh, I'm a huge listener. Anna, we talked about art as uh, a contributor to social movements. I'd like you to spend some time talking about art as a healing modality. Hmm. Well, I think one um, thing happens in art, especially art, like if you do any person that does any kind of art, whether it's theater, whether it's visual art, there's something that brings them to the piece right? In theater, we want to say, this story may not be just like you, like everything that happens, but on a very human level, what provokes in you of what the actors are going through on stage? And that can happen in films, TV, all of those places. So when we see or feel, it's actually a feeling moment, right? When we feel, we are connected. So if I see you on stage, of course, so, so much love every time you step on stage and um, you're doing your thing. If we can think back and say how many moments where I was just like that, I just felt like that, right? And there is a healing in watching people and being embodied with people that may think the way you do, may have the same story as you, may feel in the most purest levels the same way you do. And then what comes up is like, if we can move to this, is the question of healing. Like I felt that moment and what is bringing up on me that makes me feel belonging with not just the people on stage, but also audience members. So um, just in all of those ways, I know we work together with young women telling stories and um, it was a long process and it was a beautiful process and a challenging process. But in the end, it's just what the joy from hearing all of the stories of these young women, whether they were challenging, whether they were um, about hard times, in the end, the process of being together, of leaning on each other, of knowing you have community is healing. So I'm talking about that from an audience member, but we do similar things in our work. We're always questioning. 
always questioning it and trying to be strategic in our work, right? How are we going to get there? What's going to happen at the end of those three weeks or four weeks into performance? What do we invoke in the audience, right? And that is all also just healing modalities for, for folks on like the basic level of who we are and what we feel. And even sometimes the, these these small moments of like, oh, I feel this kind of way, and it may be from something small, but then you see that, and then you're like, oh, everything's going to be okay. We're mm. all going to be okay. We are mm. all going to be okay. Yeah. Big Tommy, mm. little Tommy, anything you want to add to that before I turn to you, little Tommy, and ask you to spit something for us? <laughs> I would say... I would say, yeah, I, I concur with that. And it there's a there's a certain type of joy that I feel when um when someone is grateful for the story that's being told. Yeah. Uh because it connects to them. Um there's no better feeling I have than when someone is like, Yeah, that was me. And and now I know I'm not alone in these thoughts. Um, that is what the whole crux of being an artist for me or the, being the kind of artist I am is about because it really is, uh, I, you know, for me personally, I have definitely um, grown up, you know, with racial tension with just like everybody, just like all other black people and everything. But I really w- was uh, leaning, trying to lean on white people to do something. Uh, uh, at a time. And then I just told myself, you know what, you got to do this on your own. And I asked myself a question, who are you standing up for that doesn't look like you, that isn't like you? Uh, as much as I wanted people to stand up for me, because they don't look like me, I, I had to ask myself that question. And the more and more I really uh, searched uh, that question, the more, the, the deeper the art got. And that is that is the hot spot for me. I know it is for Anna too. (laughs) (laughs) Little Tom, you got anything to say there? You want to just jump right into your flow? Um, I just, I just want to say like, I feel like the connections that like when art is made and when somebody feels the story, kind of like my dad was saying, and when somebody can connect to the story, um, when, like they hear our song or when they see a performance or something like that, that's beautiful. And also like to, to be like an icon for somebody or maybe like since we perform for people like that are younger, they see ourselves, they see themselves in us is beautiful. Like when we're performing and these girls come up to Maya and they see her shining and doing her thing, or like they come up, to me or things like that, like that's beautiful because it shows that the the joy is spreading and they're seeing somebody that looks like them being doing themselves and, and standing up for them. All right, little Tommy. Get give us some of the, <laughs> that that flow. All right. I'm curious. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um I could do um the song off of the new album that we're doing uh that I worked on. Uh the change up, it was about pretty much the government, the systems. So, yeah. 
System stopping caterpillars from floating like butterflies, stopping them from soaring before they even get to try. When a bee stings, protects itself by any means necessary. Be a bee, protect community like kingdoms Canterbury. For equity, we gotta start embracing change. The way the system working, we can't let it stay the same. It's complex to try to beat the prison complex. To restore the justice, it's an uncomfortable process. But to express its progress, don't stress. Because when reunited, we can never be compressed. People confess. We hold them accountable instead of years that have been lost is uncountable. Who is to win and who is to lose? Who takes the L and who sees it through? Who gives to change and who gives to choose? It follows you when you take a L. Do you take the loss? Do you take the lesson? Do you pay the cost? Do you feel the shame or do you feel the sham? The plot in the shadow, the scheme and the plan. When you see an L, it's more than a loss. Can it be a lesson? Still pay the cost. Do you feel the shame? Do you feel the sham? The plot in the shadow, the scheme of the plan. Hey, thank you, nice. my dear. <laughs> that is nice. Oh, little Tommy's not so little anymore. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is. Uh. And if I start to have it, I'll cry. So Me I'm too. going to end this interview on uh, a up note. I want to thank each of you for joining me, uh, joining the people for this conversation. I love you all so much. and um, Love you, Kat. Be thank rooting you. for yes. you in February. Yes. You all, uh, this oh, is. Oh, yes, thank this, you. Yes, yes, for sure. Y'all are listening to Law and Disorder. This is our Resistance in Residence, where we profile artists using their gifts to change the world. We've been talking to the very, very, very multifaceted and talented uh, family, Tommy Shepard, or Big Tommy, Little Tommy, and Anna Maria Luera. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>